Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast that celebrates and remembers all things and everything classic TV. Today, as we continue to stay in the 1970s, we're going to take a look at Harry O., which starred the wonderful, brilliant David Jansen. Harry O., O stood for Orwell, ran from September the 12th, 1974 to April the 29th, 1976 on ABC. Harry O. definitely had way too short of a run, but thankfully it was it had a run at all because it didn't look too good in the very beginning for Harry Orwell. Now, there were two pilots shot for the show. The first pilot was titled Such Dust as Dreams Are Made Of, or no, wait, Such Dust as Dreams Are Made on, excuse me, which originally aired on March the 11th, 1973. Now, this pilot is in, um, it's on YouTube in its entirety. Um, no commercials. It's uncut. Um, and in the first pilot, TV viewers were so happy to see that David Jansen was going back on TV in weekly series. He had done uh, another TV series after The Fugitive. It was called O'Hara U.S. Treasury, which ran for just one season. It was a Jack Webb production. I haven't seen it in a long time. There are some episodes on YouTube in their entirety as well. Um, when I watched it, back, uh, watched it back in the 90s, I just couldn't get into it, couldn't really connect with it. So I am not in the position to really give an opinion on that show because I haven't seen it in so long. But uh, I'm definitely open to checking out an episode or two on YouTube, which that's something that I definitely have planned to do in the near future. But uh, in the beginning, in this very first pilot, um, the backstory to Harry O is Harry Orwell uh, was a cop in San Diego. And Harry and his partner are both shot during an armed robbery. His partner is killed. Meanwhile, Harry has a bullet stuck in his back that's too close to his spine to be operated on to remove. So he has this bullet lodged near his spine and he can no longer be a cop. So to support himself and to also remain active and to be somewhat in that uh, that profession, he decides to become a private investigator. He works outside of his beach house and he, you know, takes on clients. He charges $100 a day plus, um, you know, other fees and incidentals. But in the beginning, Harry was just kind of very, the character, sullen, a little bit too sarcastic, a little too rude, even times a little bit too nasty. And the testing audiences just, they were happy to see David Jansen, but they did not care for the character of Harry Orwell. And so as a result, uh, Harry O, the network was considering adding it to the 1973-74 fall lineup, but due to the fact that the audiences who watched that first pilot just did not care for the character of Harry O, they decided not to add to the fall schedule. So they felt that, hey, we've got to make this character more, we have to redeem him. We have to make him more likable. I mean, he has to be realistic, but he's he can't have that hard edge that he has. We've got to soften him up a little bit, not too much, but we have to make some changes to Harry or well. So that's what they decided to do. So they shot another pilot called Smile Jenny, You're Dead, 
which originally aired on February the 3rd, 1974. Now, both pilots were shot and set um, actually in L.A. Uh, Of course, when the series came into being, Harry was in San Diego. But um, so basically in the second pilot, Harry is more likable. I mean, yeah, he's, he's got that, you know, he's, he's, he's abrasive. He's sarcastic. He can have a very sharp tongue. He has a sharp wit, but at the same time, he does care about people. He cares about his clients. He cares about trying to basically work for the people who hire him. And he, he has a heart. And so they definitely made the character more likable. Of course, Smile, Jenny, You're Dead, also available on YouTube. I haven't seen it in a long time. It also features a very young Jodie Foster. But uh, at this point, the testing audiences were more, you know, they had a more favorable opinion of Harry Orwell. And so after this pilot ran, after it was shown, ABC decided that they would go ahead and they would add Harry O to the 1974-1975 season. And it made its debut, as I said, September the 12th. And it ran, aired rather on Thursday nights. Now, as I said, Harry O, the series, was in San Diego. It was shot actually in San Diego. And um, co-starring along with David Jansen was Henry Darrow, who portrayed Lieutenant Manny Quinlan. He was the cop that Harry worked with when he was, you know, working for clients and solving cases. He had to have, you know, a cop to work with. And, you know, they, you know, definitely, you know, kind of help one another out when they were working on cases. They wound up kind of working on cases together and they also were friends, but they did definitely have their disagreements. They butted heads quite a bit, but they were still good friends. Now, according to Henry Darrow, who was interviewed years later about working on Harry O with David Jansen. He said that the two worked very well together. They had a great chemistry off screen. They played a lot of practical jokes on each other behind the scenes. And uh, so he had a great time working on the show and they had a really good chemistry. Now also a part of Harry O, he wasn't a regular character, but uh, Manny had an assistant named Frank. And Frank Cole was his name, Sergeant Frank Cole. He was portrayed by Tom Atkins. And Frank was not exactly the smartest guy on the force. He was definitely goofy. He was funny and he was adorable. But he, again, not too bright. And that did add a, a you know, level of, of, of comic element to the show. Harry O was more serious, wasn't it? was in San Diego during the era of Manny Quinlan and Frank Cole. Um, of course, the thing that made Harry O so different from all of the other, you know, cops and private investigators on TV at the time, there were so many. Um, he is often compared to uh, Jim Rockford on The Rockford File, starring James Garner. Now, I've never seen that show. I mean, I never could get into it. You know, I remember it. I remember it being on NBC um, in the 70s, but I just couldn't get into it. Um, it comes on right now, if I'm not mistaken, still on Get TV weeknights. Uh, tried to watch it. It's just a show I could not connect with. I've always liked James Garner, but I just could not connect with the Rockford Files. But unlike Jim Rockford, who had his Firebird and, you know, he, you know, was, you know, had his, you know, glamorous car and all the other, you know, detectives and cops had their cars and everything. Harry, oh, had a car that was beyond unreliable, especially during the San Diego era. 
that car was always out, always in the shop. Harry rode the bus a lot when he lived in San Diego. So in addition to, like I said, solving cases, he also was working on his boat, which had a hole in it. The boat was called The Answer, and he was trying to get you know the, the boat fixed up on the beach. But he was always on the bus, and he was always having to have his mechanic look at his car. Now, the mechanics that he had in San Diego, um, let's see, he had Clarence. Clarence was his main mechanic in San Diego. He was portrayed by Mel Stewart. And then you also saw... Um, no, wait, Clarence was portrayed by Hal Williams. I can't think of the uh, first cop's name or mechanic's name that he had, but he was portrayed by Mel Stewart. Um, so Harry, like I said, was always having problems with his car. That was one of the running gags of the show, the fact that Harry was always on the bus. The car was an Austin Healey. I think it was a 1968, if I'm not mistaken. Again, in season one, it was mostly non-running. And it was a constant gag that Harry would always be on the bus trying to solve his cases. Now, Harry O was not really a huge ratings success throughout its run. And so midway in the first season, it was decided that to cut production costs, they would no longer shoot the show in San Diego, where it was more expensive, of course, and they decided to relocate the show to LA, where it was going to be cheaper. Well, as a result, that meant that uh, because they, you know, wanted to keep it realistic, they didn't do what Laverne and Shirley did years later when they moved off to California from Milwaukee. Everybody in town went with them. Well, Harrio decided not to go down that road. The producers decided that they would make it realistic. And so Manny Quinlan and Frank Cole and Harry's first mechanic were all written out of the show. And so that meant that he had to meet new people in L.A., Enter Lieutenant Casey Trench, portrayed brilliantly by Anthony Zerby. I have fallen in love with Anthony Zerby. He was absolutely excellent and superb in the role of Lieutenant Trench. He and Harry, like he and Manny, Harry and Trench butted heads, but they butted heads even more than Manny and Harry did. I mean, for one thing, Manny and Harry were on a first-name basis. Trench and Harry were not on a first-name basis. They only called one another by the other's last name. And the way that they would butt heads was absolutely hilarious. The chemistry between those two was dynamic and it was phenomenal. In my humble opinion, it really took the show to an even higher level. Um, I really like Manny. Manny was very cute. Um, you know, he was a good cop, very fond of him. I liked Frank as well. And, you know, like I said, liked Harry's mechanic, liked everyone who was a part of the San Diego scene. But when uh, Harry went to L.A., like I think the show really, like I said, even, you know, got a little bit better. Just my humble opinion. Some people disagree with that. Some people thought that Harry O lost something when it left San Diego and moved to L.A. But I think think that, like I said, it got even better, you know, in Los Angeles. But um, now Trench also had an assistant. His assistant's name was Sergeant Roberts. I can't remember his first name, but he was portrayed by Paul Telly. And again, Trench would always call him by his last name, Roberts. It's, all how, it's always how he referred to him all the time. Roberts, very stern, 
very authoritative, uh, you know, very kind of, you know, Mr. Know-it-all, kind of snobbish, but also hilariously funny and the perfect foil for Harry Orwell. Now, my favorite episode of Harry O actually aired during the first season after the show relocated to Los Angeles. It's called Street Games. It originally aired in March of 1975. Uh, Marie McCormick, Marcia Brady, was in the episode, and she portrayed a drug-addicted, pregnant 16-year-old girl who saw her boyfriend killed. Um, and basically, she witnessed the killing And she had the ability to bring down this whole syndicate operation because she saw the men who did it. So they're on the look for Nancy Wayne. That was her name in the episode. And they were, they had a, you know, basically she was a target. They wanted to get this girl. They wanted to kill her before she was able to identify them and bring them down. So it's a great episode again on YouTube. I watched it again the other night in its entirety. Marie McCormick, I mean, the Brady Bunch had ended about a year earlier, and she did a really good job as Nancy Wayne. Also, that episode, or um, let's see, Lanny O'Grady, who would become Mary Bradford on Eight is Enough a couple of years later. Also, Caddy Lester was in that episode. And also, uh, Ray Vitt, or Vitty, a uh, character actor who was also really good in that episode. He portrayed the character of uh, Bama. Can't think of his last name. But they had a really good group of guest stars in that episode. Claire Nevins, I believe that's her last name, portrayed Nancy Wayne's mother. She's the one who hired Harry O to find her daughter and to protect her. Very powerful scene where Nancy was basically, Nancy OD'd and she was basically trying to come down from, you know, being on drugs and get the drugs out of her system. Pretty powerful scene there, um, you know, with Nancy trying to, like I said, become clean. But uh, the show, like I said, the ratings did kind of go up a little bit with the change of moving over to Los Angeles. And of course, it was readily and immediately renewed for a second season. Um, The very first episode of the 1975-76 season shows Lieutenant Trench being framed for murder. That's a really good episode, another favorite of mine. Um, And he turns to Harry to help him to basically find out who's trying to frame him and why and to exonerate him. Another terrific episode. And uh, honestly, by the second season, Harry O got even better. Harry O had slight comic elements to it in the first season uh, during the San Diego period. But as time went on and they were in LA, the show took on a little more of a comic approach. It was still a very serious drama, still serious crime drama, but there were more comic elements to it, which made it even better in my opinion. Like I said, the interactions between Trench and Orwell, again, alone were amazing. But you had some other characters on the show who brought a lot to the table. One, uh, you had Harry's informant, Ruby, portrayed by Margaret Avery. Ruby was a nice girl. She had been a prostitute. She'd also been uh, a drug addict, but she was determined to turn her life around. And she was, was Harry's, you know, contact on the street. Actually, there was an episode later in season two called Ruby that focuses on Harry trying to help get her nephew out of trouble. He had been falsely accused and she hired Harry to help exonerate her nephew. Again, that too on YouTube. And speaking of Harry O, not only is the entire series finally available on DVD, 
But you can watch Hario on MeTV Plus weeknights at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. So if you haven't seen Hario in a long time, if you've never seen it, that's a great way to do it, either YouTube or MeTV Plus. Also, in the beginning, uh, Harry was neighbors with a really, really cute brunette girl named Betsy. I can't remember the actress's name who portrayed her, but she was adorable. And she had this really crazy, jealous, really huge, big boyfriend named Walter, which nobody ever saw. You just heard a lot about him. And she lived next door to Harry on the beach. And then after Betsy disappeared, well, <clears throat> excuse me, we have Sue. Sue Ingram, portrayed by Farrah Fawcett Majors. She was a flight attendant, and she too lived next door to Harry. And she had this big dog named Grover, and the dog didn't like Harry. And, uh, you know, they were really cute together. David Jansen and Farrah Fawcett had a great chemistry on screen. They were really adorable. And, of course, Farrah was her adorable self. This was right before she entered the ranks of superstardom due to Charlie's Angels and that uh, unforgettable poster of hers. But she was adorable as Sue, and she did bring a lot to the table, um, you know, in her part on the show. Then you had Harry's new mechanic named Spence, portrayed by Bill Henderson. Spence, like I said, was, you know, a good guy, good friend to Harry. Harry was a good friend to him. I remember an episode, Harry's, um, Harry had to help uh, Spence when his father was in um, a nursing home and his father ended up mysteriously dying and Spence was falsely accused uh, of murdering the doctor who was his, you know, who treated his father and Harry had to help him get out of trouble. And uh, they had a lot of really great comic elements between them as well, Harry and Spence. It's fun seeing those two on screen together. They were a lot of fun as well. And then you also had already mentioned good old Roberts, portrayed by Paul Tully. And then you have Gina, portrayed by Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. She was another pretty girl, pretty brunette girl who lived next door to Harry. Gina was kind of rude, though. She was kind of um, impatient with Harry when she wanted Harry's attention and he had to do- devote it to a client, or especially if the client was a woman. She would get kind of jealous and she would get kind of rude. And, you know, she could be kind of annoying, quite frankly. Very pretty girl, but yeah, she definitely was a little bit on the annoying side. And then you have Lester Hodges, portrayed by Les Lanham. Now, Lester showed up in the very first episode, not the actor uh, who portrayed Lester was in the very first episode of Harry O. The episode was titled Gertrude, and he was Gertrude's brother. She was trying to find her brother. Harry O found him, and uh, yeah, you know, Guy was, uh, he was a character. Well, they brought the actor back as Lester Hodges later in the first season. Lester looked up to Harry. You know, Lester was in his 20s and he wanted to be just like Harry Orwell. Harry was his role model, his hero, and, and, you know, they were friends. But Lester, like I said, had a knack of doing annoying little things that were really funny. He tried way too hard when it came to Harry and even Trench and even Sue, even the dog that I just mentioned, Grover. So Lester had a thing about trying too hard with pretty much everybody, but he was a good guy and he really adored Harry and wanted to be just like him. And uh, he had this knack of always smiling in the wrong places at the wrong times. 
You know, he would smile when things weren't funny, and Harry would always, you know, reprimand him for that. I remember one episode Lester was in, and Lester snuck up on Harry at Harry's house. Lester was like, Harry was like, Lester, don't do that. Don't do that. Go get you some tap shoes or something. And just the way that Harry set that line, or that David Jansen set that line, was absolutely hilarious. Just the way that Harry would say a lot of lines was absolutely hilarious. I mean, Harry would be, you know, and by the season two, by the way, his car was more functional. You know, it was more functional. You know, Spence must have had the magic touch because he still had issues with it, but it wasn't as bad as it was in the beginning of the series. So Harry would be, for example, he would go into a bar, he'd go into, you know, wherever, go into a restaurant or, or a hotel room. Um, hey, I'm looking for Steve Davis. And just the way that Harry would say this is just hilarious. It really brought out how funny David Jansen could be. And I think that this was David Jansen's favorite TV show to work on. Harry was his favorite char- character to play because, uh, from what I understand, Harry Orwell, especially as you get into the latter part of the show, was a lot like David Jansen in real life. You know, funny guy. And like I said, uh, you know, just very, you know, had that dry wit and uh, so he put a lot of invested, a lot, invested a lot of time in the character of Harry Orwell and into the show itself. And by the latter part of season two, Harry O had really, I think, found its zenith. It had really found its footing. It was a really solid show. But then here comes good old Fred Silverman once again. We've talked about Fred Silverman before in previous episodes. By 1975, he had left CBS. He was president over there. And he decided to come over to ABC because he wanted to revamp ABC the way that he revamped CBS and made it the number one network in the country. Well, he was going to do the same thing for ABC, which, yes, he did. But he decides at the end of the 1975-76 season to cancel Harry O. He saw that it, he didn't think that it was really, it didn't have a big enough audience. It didn't have the possibility of real longevity. It just was not really a solid hit. And so he decided to cancel it at the end of the season. One of the worst decisions that this guy ever made. He canceled also, a word has it, to bring on Charlie's Angels. Now, as a lot of you know, that was my favorite TV show growing up, Charlie's Angels. But he did not have a chance to cancel Charlie's Angel, uh, Harry O, rather, to make room for Charlie's Angels. That was completely unnecessary and absolutely stupid. David Jansen, very, very upset with the cancellation of Harry O. Very disappointed, very upset, and rightfully so. Interesting, um, Anthony Zerby would go on to win an Emmy for his portrayal of Lieutenant Trench. He won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor in a Dramatic Series or in a TV series. And again, that was rightfully deserved. But there there were so many other episodes that could have come into being in Harry O. Like, for example, take Trench. Trench was married. He He had two kids. We never saw Trench's wife. We didn't even know her name. I don't even think I even anyone even knew what the KC stood for. KC Trench. What did the KC stand for? Well, I don't even think anybody knows. 
We never saw his two kids. There was so much more they could have done with Harry O. The show could have been on for at least four years. I would say a good four years, ending around 1978, maybe even 1979. So, I mean, I don't remember Harry O in his original run. It was a TV show that I missed. Had it stayed on longer, as much as I was watching so much ABC television, I definitely would have discovered it in its original run. But uh, I quite frankly feel cheated that I did not get to see that show in its original run, thanks to good old Fred Silverman. Now, how did I discover Harry Orwell and Harry O? Well, I discovered Harry O in the summer of 1980, 1981, that period, because Harry O reruns were coming on uh, CBS after the local uh, 10 o'clock news. Um, I think that Harry O would come on a couple of nights a week um, on CBS. I couldn't get into it, though, when I was a kid, when I was 9, 10 years old. I couldn't get into it. I wanted to because, you know, David Jansen had passed away by that point. I remember his passing. I remember how it deeply affected my mother. And when I saw that he, you know, Harry O, starring David Jansen, I'm like, David Jansen, well, I want to check this show out and find out who this guy was. But I just could not get into Harry O at the time. The thing I liked most about Harry O were the beach scenes. Because there were lots of scenes shot on the beach because Harry lived on the beach. And that's what I liked about Harry Yo the best, all those really pretty sunny beach scenes. But I just really could not really connect with the show. I wouldn't see it again until around 2004 when it was coming on the Good Life channel or the Good Life Network. I would see it at my sister's apartment. Um, it would come on Monday nights around 8 o'clock. It was 8 o'clock Central Time. And I, you know, was trying to watch it. You know, our mom was there and as well. And, you know, she tried to get in Harry O. You know, she's a big David Jansen fan from The Fugitive. And she tried to watch Harry O get into that as well. I must give her credit for that. But we'd be sitting there trying to watch it. And then she would all of a sudden get off on this big conversation about The Fugitive. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I don't want to hear this right now. But... Yeah, so I couldn't get into Harry O because when I tried to watch it, she would have to go and bring up Lieutenant Gerard and Richard Kimball and the one-armed man. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh no. So I couldn't get into Harry O then either. Then MeTV Plus began to bring Harry O on a couple of months ago. And finally, I was able to have the privacy that I needed to be able to see how I was going to actually be able to possibly get into this show and I did I fell in love with Harry O and I like it honestly just as much as I like The Fugitive it's one of my favorite shows I am so fond of it and for my birthday last month I bought a book about Harry O uh, from Amazon there's a book about Harry O there's a new one that's being written I found out but this book covers all of the guest stars, all of the actors and actresses who guest starred on Harry O for the two seasons that it ran. I think also the TV movies are featured as well in the book. It's a very thick book and it's super heavy. It's like 500 pages or something. And um, that's my birthday gift to myself because I am so in love with that show and I just really regret it didn't last longer. And if anyone who happens to listen to this episode, if you, I'm going to try to do this myself, but if anyone could pass on the word to Anthony Zerba, who's still alive and well at 87 years old, his birthday too was last month. Please 
please tell him that two sisters of TV are, we're absolutely in love with him and how he portrayed Lieutenant Trench. Please pass that along if you can. Let him know that he was wonderful in that part and on that show and we love him to pieces. I also want to find out what happened to Roberts. Paul Tully. Well, Roberts is also alive and well. His birthday was last month, too. Uh, I believe he is about 81 years old now, 80, 81. The last television acting credit that both Anthony Zerba and Paul Tully had was an episode, not the same one, but an episode of the TV series Judging Amy, which ran on CBS. So they both pretty much retired from acting. Uh, but again, they were wonderful on Hario, as all of the other entertainers and actors and actresses and characters who were on that show. Lots of guest stars, you know, in its two-year run. I mean, Linda Evans, uh, Lou Gossett Jr., Larry Hagman, Carol Rawson, Cab Calloway, as I said, Marie McCormick. Um, lots of Kirk, uh, Kurt, rather, Kurt Douglas, not Kirk Douglas, Kurt Russell, um, lots of really, uh, unforgettable guest stars, Stephanie Powers, Lonnie Anderson. Um, they all turned up on Harry O at some point in time. So if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it in a long time, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite shows, as I just said. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, I just really enjoy it. I love watching it. And of course, after Harry O ended, David Jansen, he said he would never do another television series, which he never did. Um, he, uh, you know, remained active in movies, mainly television movies for the rest of his career and the rest of his life. Sadly, he passed away on February 13th, 1980, due to a massive heart attack at 48 years old. His death definitely sent shockwaves through the industry, through Hollywood, because he was a very, very beloved actor, very respected, very well-liked. Um, also, uh, you know, his fans, very, very, like, you know, shocked and very heartbroken by his sudden and early passing. And he remains, all these years later, very much missed, because who knows what else he could have done and would have done in his career and in his life had he lived longer. But he was brilliant as Harry Orwell, that's for sure. And I was so excited working on this episode. Could not wait to bring it to you. Um, and I, like I said, uh, have had a really good time watching Harry O, becoming more and more familiar with it. And like I said, it was a joy to get this episode put together and to bring it to all of you today. But uh, yep, good old Harry Orwell. Um, you know, like I said, absolutely wonderful. Like I said, TV show, although I still regret it wasn't on longer. Can't tell you how much I hate that. It was canceled so soon, but I love watching it. And I feel like there's something I'm forgetting to mention about Harry O. I can't remember what it was. I feel like I'm forgetting to mention something about the show or about um, David Jansen. I can't think of what it was, whatever it was. Um, my apologies for forgetting it. Uh, whatever it was, I forgot to write it down. Um, but uh, yeah, good old Harry O. Again, like I said, when it, um, you know, when they retooled the show and, uh, you know, they moved to LA, they brought in Trench and they brought in Ruby and, and Spence and Jill, not Jill, am I saying, uh, Sue. And Roberts, 
The show definitely got a boost in the ratings. And like I said, it did gain uh, both viewership and critical acclaim. And it's definitely one of those overlooked TV shows by a lot of people. Uh, It's sadly overlooked within the mainstream media. Um, But it does have a loyal fan base just the same. And uh, I'm definitely one of those big, big fans of the show. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Two Sisters in a TV. As we took a look at Harry O. Uh, And whatever I forgot to mention, well, hopefully it wasn't that important. Um, But uh, thank you for joining us for this episode today and for joining us on Two Sisters in a TV for every episode. As I said, we're going to stay in the 70s for a while. We'll have a brand new episode coming up next week. Don't forget to follow us over on Spotify. Please smash that follow button and follow us and stay in tune with every episode that we bring to you. Head over to Apple Podcasts and add your review and your rating for this podcast. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate your support. Thank you for your time and thank you for joining us today. And we will see you on the next episode.